As health and wellness coaches, a lot of our clients ask us about ingredients that they have on their packaged goods. There are lots of things that we can't pronounce and don't really know what they are, and so we wanted to explain what some of those things are and what some of those things are good for or not so good for. So take a listen to what we have to say about these things on our ingredient lists. Enjoy. We're so glad you joined us on this podcast today. We're going to be talking about icky stuff in our food. (laughs) That's a good way to put it. Yeah, food additives and stuff that's in packaged and processed foods that we all eat. There are so many things in packaged foods. Yeah. So we're going to start out with a lesson, right? The take-home message is that we need to look at ingredients labels. Right. If you're going to eat packaged processed foods, which we all do, it's practical and it's realistic. But please, before you buy it, take it off the shelf and look at the ingredient list. That's a habit. And it's one that you can get used to doing. I didn't used to do it, but Mm -hmm. now I don't even think twice. It's like the first thing I do when I grab a box is I look at it. And there are some trusted stores out there that we go to that we might just grab something in the package because we... That's we right. think that they've already done their due diligence and we take it home. We're halfway through eating it and it's sitting on the table. We're like, oh, yes, that's just <laughs> I, wish, to me. I wish I hadn't had that. It's so true. It's true. We live it and breathe it and we still do it. Right. So, so now, no matter what it is, whether right. you trust the brand or not, look at the ingredient list. Yeah, because brands get gobbled up by other brands. Things change. They do. So there are more than 10,000 additives allowed in our food in the United States. Uh. And that means allowed, meaning they're legal, right? meaning the United States doesn't say, no, these cannot be in our foods. They're okay. They're okay to be here. Yeah. So the United States does not have the same qualifications, restrictions, protection, really, right. yeah. as many of the European countries. That's and right. you notice that in your beauty counter stuff were yep. things we use on our face. That's and right. Housing. And I, I see it in Young Living stuff, too. Yep. A lot of ingredients aren't governed in food, in beauty products. Um, and the government is not doing its job. It's not doing its due diligence to protect us and keep us safe that way. One of the greatest resources that we have that we want to share with you is the Environmental Working Group, and they have a food score database. Yeah, it's really cool. You can just type in any product, and it comes up with a score 1 through 10, mm-hmm. and 10 not being good. We want to stay away from 7, 8, 9, 10, That's right, right. right. Yeah. And maybe even 6s. Yeah, I would, I would try to always stay b- below, 5 or below. Mm-hmm. Um, but they give reasons why the food is a seven or an eight or a nine. You might be surprised by doing that. You just go to Google and type in EWG's food scores database and you'll find it where you can type in any kind of foods and get your score. So the government uses a classification system called GRASS, generally recognized as safe. And they use that for the additives that are put into our foods. And so they assume that these foods or these additives are safe. Mm -hmm. They're generally recognized as safe and they're not required to undergo any pre-market testing. And they can use it for such benign things as salt and pepper, but it's also used in other chemicals that are not from the earth and are really uh, damaging to us. Having that grass status is really not something that is to us safe. We don't think of it safe. So some people might look at that and be like, oh, well, this food is fine. It's it's grass. But, but not necessarily. Right. Because think of some of the ones that we have on our lists that are considered grass and they're not safe at no. all. No. Let's list a couple of them. And then we also want to have you go as a listener. We want you to go to our website because we're going to list them there because you might be out there driving or ironing or 
cooking or playing with your kids yep. or the joy of podcasts. Yes. We want to list some of them. Yep. First one is nitrites and nitrates, a preservative to color foods. Ground beef, for example, mm-hmm. doesn't turn gray. They want it to look nice and red and pretty, yep. but that's pretty unnatural right. for it to stay that color. Yeah. Most so, people think of bacon when they think of those those additives. So they're definitely in bacon, right. burgers, hot dogs, and salami. It's usually meats, but it's not just bacon. That's the whole point. Is right. People, they pay attention to it when it comes to bacon, but they don't pay attention to ground beef. Yep. And that one specifically from the World Health Organization, we know that um, in studies, they've found them to be potential carcinogenics, mm-hmm. which means cancer causing. That's one of those grass products generally recognized as safe that we suggest you don't put in your body. We talked about cancer causing, Mm -hmm. right? The whole purpose of talking about this podcast is why do we want to take it out of our foods? Why can't we eat those processed foods? Yeah, the whole reason we ask our clients not to eat these things. And the reason is besides being cancer causing Mm -hmm. is, and you've heard this term, I'm sure, is that a lot of these additives and preservatives and chemicals are endocrine disruptors. Mm-hmm. What is that exactly? What does that mean? People say, oh, endocrine disruptors. That's kind of scary. And we don't even know what it means. Right. <laughs> right. Right. It's our hormone system. It's the entire hormone system. Right. And it's a web. And it's not just one, you know, it's not just the ovaries. It's not just one hormone. It's all connected. That's right. You know, it's our hormones. It's the pituitary. And yep. it's the thyroid. And it's everything. Our whole body is governed by hormones. It's right. like that is the most important thing in our body as far as how our body works and how it sets off other things in our body to work. Whether they be positive or negative. I mean, we can turn on and off our hormones through our food. Yes, we can. And I'm sure some people know that hormones rule their life. And mm-hmm. some people who are feeling well most of the time don't realize how mm-hmm. their hormones are doing all this work. But people may be sick and not realize what's making them sick. And it might simply be an additive in their food that they're eating every single day that's right. disrupting their energy system. So that's really a big thing to me. You know, if, if I see Absolutely. something that's an endocrine disruptor, that is out completely. Right. Not only what I eat, but what I put on my skin. We don't want any of those endocrine disruptors. We can avoid them. There's also other words that we can't pronounce. <laughs> Let's call them BHA and BHT. Yes. Those are two of them. Yes. And potassium bromate as well. All three of those are used in any kind of bread products. Right. So chips and crackers and breads and bagels and buns. Yep. And it's used to strengthen them. Strengthen them. And to, preserve them. Right. And to give them a certain texture. It gives them what we we think of as breads and crackers. Mm-hmm. The mouthfeel. Right. It's not just the gluten in there. It's also these preservatives, right, right that help with that mouthfeel. That's right. Which food scientists have designed specifically mm. for us to have those exact things. There's an art in this. Yes, there is. <laughs> <laughs> Makes us keep coming back for more. Yeah, unfortunately. There's another couple of highlights that we wanted to focus on. One of them is you might have heard us say before that one of the only things we ask people to completely take out of their food is artificial flavors mm-hmm. and colors mm-hmm. and sugars. But when it comes to natural flavors, that's very tricky, right? You might trust a brand, but you don't know what natural flavors means. It's not regulated. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean it's from the earth. It might mean it's from the earth, but it's not good for us. That's right, because there are things from the earth that are not good for us. So generally, I think it's a really good idea to first look at the ingredients. Mm -hmm. If there's anything on there you can't pronounce, Question it, you know, look it up, look it up, use the EWG's food scores database. Mm -hmm. And Uh, there's an app for that too. So you're, if you're with a phone with an app, download it. That's right. It's for free. It is free. And of course, we'll have our list on our blog. 
So you can check that out if you want to kind of compare our list to some products you have in your cabinet mm -hmm. and slowly phase them out. If a lot of these words are in a lot of your products, baby steps. I wouldn't just go and throw everything out all of a sudden because that mm -hmm. won't feel good and it won't last. Slowly upgrading them. And finding substitutions mm -hmm. is what I've done. My son was talking about these little cheese crackers that I gave him, which are processed foods, not the mm -hmm. best things in the world, but mm -hmm. I, I get they're, they're a natural brand that I trust and I know the ingredients. And he said, they're not Cheez-Its, Mom. And I said, no, they're not. There's a reason for that. <laughs> All right. So thanks for listening. And here's to your help. Thanks for listening. Keep the conversation going at nourishcoaches.com. And stay tuned for more Nourish Noshes as we continue our quest to make the world a healthier place.